Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Tom for more. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I don't think he did it. He did not do it. Oh, my. Vlad Guerrero Jr. will hang on and win the 2023 T-Mobile Home Run Derby. I think they went a little too quick, and it took away from <laughs> Rosarena's consistency. Randy Rosarena comes up just short. Congratulations to Vlad. He and his dad, both Home Run Derby champions. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. So we're going to talk about things that are bothering us in the world of sports. And, of course, we want to hear from you. You can call or text in. It's really simple to do. 501 661 1037. You can get after us in the Azure Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to have Chris Gordy joining us in the 2 o'clock hour. Talk a little bit about the Home Run Derby last night. As well as uh, doing a little preview of SEC Media Days next week. I know he's going to be over there in Nashville as well. And we'll probably get to some other things too. He's always a jack of all trades when it comes to the sports world. So looking forward to having him on in the 2 o'clock hour. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, Tara Talmadge will be joining us once again of Hawks Plus. She had a great sit-down with Hunter Juracek and giving an update on all the things that are going on in the sports world. Plus, we'll talk some nonsense with her, too. She'll be joining us 3 o'clock hour, too. Have all your phone calls and messages and all the fun stuff here on a rainy day here in the central Arkansas area. But it's good to have everyone joining us today. As I know that uh, with last night, just to get to hear the home run derby, pretty entertaining, I'd say so. And being able to you know, do a little bit of betting on the home run derby with Bet Saracen, Needless to say, I, I didn't win my bets. I didn't go forth and find a, a way to win some money on it. But it was really cool to see, again, there was different historical moments that could have happened, that realistically could have happened at least. But seeing uh, Vladdy Jr. win the home run derby last night, since his father won it just 16 years ago, that was a pretty cool and historic moment and a great performance out of Vladdy as well as a lot of other people, but he was the one that ended up taking home the Home Run Derby Championship. Looked like a Rosarino was going to get him in the end because he needed five home runs in 30 seconds, but he came up short. He only hit two, hmm. so uh, he didn't do enough to get it done. But Julio Rodriguez, the hometown guy, the Seattle Mariner, 41 in one round, and we talked about that a bit where you see these great performances in a certain round, but then it doesn't necessarily extend throughout the home run derby and the person go on to win. Yeah, he had 41 can, uh, up to Pete Alonzo in that first round to 21. And then uh, also you had uh, Vladdy with 26 in his first round. Mookie Betts only had 11. What are you doing, Mookie? Come on now. Come on now, Mookie. The Dodgers have never won a home they run derby. Yeah, it just What well, it made me laugh because I saw that, uh, I, I want to say, I don't know if he was saying it sarcastically, he probably was, but... Uh, I guess a few days ago, he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to win this. I'm not expecting to win this. Like It was almost like a defeatist attitude, but then you go out there and you have 11 home runs? Come on now, Mookie. 
Pressure gets to you. I get it. And then, especially like Pete Alonso, there was no way after Julio Rodriguez hit hmm. those 41 that he was even going to come close to it. Yeah. That's when I, like, if I went up, if I was Pete Alonso, which obviously you want to go out there and still compete, but if I would have had 41 home runs hit against me, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start doing random things. I'm going to start, you know, batting with one arm, you know, just kind of having some fun out there and, and doing it. But uh, it, was, uh, it was an impressive showing for him. And I also thought it was really cool with uh, old Rushman uh, doing the switch hitting. You know, he had to hit those home runs and had, had a pretty good performance there taking on uh, Lewis Robert Jr., who was the one seed. He was the eighth seed, and it was 28-27. to 27. So right there, really close. But I love the fact that when he got those bonus times, he just like, all right, well, watch this. So I'm going to switch over here and start cranking them out that way too. So that, that was, was a pretty impressive. cool That was a pretty cool moment. Because uh, that's the thing is, you know, these guys in the home run derby, they'll do it, and in batting practice they'll do it. But, you know, if you think about, oh, okay, well, you can hit home runs, you can focus in on because you're getting meat thrown to you. But still – you know, you're, they're never in their life in baseball unless it's something like this. Are they going up there and cranking as hard as they can, back to back to back to back to back very quickly? Like this is a, it's an endurance test is really what it comes down to. Uh, and you know, you got to get out there and crank and hit a home run and you get easier pitches, no doubt. But uh, that's an endurance test to where you can tell they're winded at the at the end of it. Like they they've had a workout going for them and. Uh, it's about the power, but more so than ever, it's about having that power mixed in with the endurance to keep it going and keep advancing. That's why the time really matters in the home run derby because the old format, you used to be able to just swing and get so many outs and you were able to take your time and be patient. But it's almost kind of fitting with how baseball is today with the pitch clock and hitters needing to be ready, pitchers needing to be ready. Even though the home run derby has had this for a few years, it's kind of fitting that there's a time limit. Yeah, and so it's like, hey, if you're going to speed up the game itself, then uh, the home run derby should have a, have a timer on it to make make you speed up a little bit more. It's I think it's fun. I thought it was very entertaining last night, and saw the poor kid got nailed out there in the outfield. You know, they had the little kids out there catching the foul ball and everything, and one kid just got blasted. I hadn't seen an update. I kept looking to see, make sure he was okay. I think he is. But, boy, it's just like he is one of those deals to where, I'm not going to say the sun was in his eyes, but he looked like he was about to catch and just went right over his glove and bah, popped him right in the head. So, got to keep uh, your head on a swivel out Playing there, Playing baseball, it happens. Yeah, um, yeah I, that's something that's been seen a couple of times where <laughs> even somebody playing catch and you throw the ball yep. high in the air and somebody misjudges the flight yep. of the ball and it comes down hits him right in the face oh yeah and uh, it doesn't feel enjoyable i wouldn't imagine i wouldn't imagine so there, there was also uh one of the home runs hit that knocked somebody's popcorn their popcorn <laughs> just went flying yeah like that's the stuff i find funny it's just like when not to get kids getting nailed i'm not talking about that but just the yeah when someone getting popcorn or their beer or something like that it's like hey you're going to know that there's home runs going to get hit so you got to be on you've been paying attention be ready for it because it's coming to you and so it was pretty pretty cool and pretty entertaining there. In fact, we already got someone on the Asher Record Life and feedback from Mike. It says, which Buzz employee would win a derby? Assuming the home run derby. But which Buzz employee would do that? Would not be me. I can tell you that. I am not that. I, I was the one that, like, if I played slow pitch <laughs> softball, I was like, I'm, I'm a single guy. You know, like, obviously. But, like, the no doubles, no triples, no homers. Just, hey, hit it just a little bit over the shortstop. That would be me. I don't know who would do it. Maybe Justin Moore, because I know he's got baseball experience, right? You, that, that probably is a good call. Mm-hmm. Justin Moore. I'd say Justin Moore. I feel like there's probably some that think that they could probably do better than what they normally do. Because I heard, I think it was the guys on the morning that were talking about going out to Dickie Stevens Park and like you know seeing hitting a home run, thinking you can do it. I mean, maybe I'm just uh, either that bad at baseball, but I wouldn't even come close. And I don't have a baseball background at all. But I feel like that would be an extremely difficult thing to do. It's just to hit a home run with a baseball in in that regard, no matter what. But to to even get a hold of one and uh, like just as someone throwing a softball to you or something like that, I still don't think I could get it out. But and one or two may get it done mm-hmm. if, if everybody goes out. You hit a couple, that may be enough. Oh yeah, yeah, a couple. Sometimes it could just be the one. Yeah, you you got it going on. I bet you, Randy Rainwater. Maybe not now, but back in his heyday, I bet you he could crank some homers. I bet you he could go out there and hit some piss missiles and not even think twice. He was twice. a baseball player. Yeah, so he he could probably do it back in his heyday. Who knows? He probably still do it now. Uh, for all we know, he's been you know holding out on us a little. Uh, but it's yeah, I think it would probably be Justin Moore. That would always be fun to do. I know they we've always talked about the Buzz Olympics that. It's gotten thrown around a little bit. It's never truly happened just yet. But that would be one of those fun things to just see, you know, who could hit the furthest or, you know, who could, uh, you know, have the most success there at the at the plate, whether it's with softballs or 
you know, baseballs, whatever it could be. That we be we fun. did one one year to see who could throw a baseball, who who could throw oh, the okay. farthest. And I uh, can't remember on the buzz side who actually did it, but the person who impressed and did better than anybody was Rick Steele. Rick Steele. Really? Yeah, he threw, he threw the baseball. Because the way this came about was thinking about somebody throwing the ball from the outfield and getting it to home plate. And that's almost about the same distance as a football field, throwing it yeah. from the outfield, home plate. And uh, so that, that's how that came about. And it's been said that you can throw a baseball and a football around the same distance. It doesn't seem like that's the way it should be, but when, when you go out and do both, that's reality. If you can throw a baseball a certain amount of yardage, that's probably about the same amount of yardage you can throw a football. So did, did it count with the roll, too, or was it just from, from like, uh, takeoff to landing? The landing. Landing, okay. Let's say yeah, the roll would be <laughs> may uh, misconstrue the numbers there, but that's a no. I, I say that, but I could see Rick. He just he kind of has the he get. I mean, he's I know he's a military guy, but he could also. I feel like probably at the baseball side of things too. He could he could probably throw one pretty far. I don't think I could. I don't can't remember the last time I've thrown a baseball. I like just and if I did, it wasn't to see how far I would throw it because I'd probably throw out my arm. But who knows? Maybe we'll do something like that again just to have fun, just to see where everybody uh, stands in that regard because. Um, I think that that's always fun. It's like because watching the home run derby or any type of uh, sporting event like that, there's sometimes where us as watchers or people who enjoy those things say, "Yeah, you know, I could probably do that, or I could probably hit one, or I could, I, I could make something like that work. I could go back in time and recapture my glory days and find a way." But then I feel like if I think that and then I actually get into the moment, no, <laughs> I, I, I ain't getting close because sometimes those guys on TV make it look so easy, and I think that's what's part of it. It's because they do it, and it's so easy. It's like, yeah, I could, pr- I could probably make that work. I could probably do that. The mind and the body work very differently. So, um, yeah, you may have something that you think, but it is totally different when you get on the field, unless this is something that you do quite often if you're in a routine and you really know more so what you can do. But mm-hmm. if you haven't done it in a long time, there's no way of just knowing what you could actually do. Mm. Well, Jason on Twitter just uh, tweeted us, says, uh, my money's on Justin Acre because he is a little bit smaller, so he has a quicker swing, but also he seems very angry all the time, so he take out his frustrations on a baseball. So it's like, okay, well, maybe that's the case. I, I don't know. But, uh, I've seen Acre play pickleball, and I've seen him play golf. That almost sounds like a competition between the two Justins. Yeah, yeah. We can maybe make that happen. Let's have a, have a, uh, a home run derby with the Justins out there. If you Put your money where your mouth is on that, too. So It's fun, though, and last night was fun, too, and to see the – Again, the, the, the history and the, and the fun surrounding it and then the fans and, and everything. With those kids being on the field, is that something like you just can do? Or is it like you got to be like a, like a little, little league baseball team that gets invited? I've always wondered that because I was a kid growing up. I'm like, I want to get out there. I want to do that. Yeah, How not everybody. It, it's not just wide open where anybody can go. So they are chosen in some kind of way. Okay, that would make sense. By the way, Trent Daniel just uh, texted me. He says, hey, can I can participate? No, yes, Trent. Yeah, let him. Come on, Trent. <laughs> Trent, Trent we need to go out there that, and smoke that's us. That's thing that we've talked about also. Trent was a pitcher. Yeah. Pitchers always want to hit. So yeah. let's see how he could hit. He's probably going to go out there and just crank them like nobody's business and be like, man, maybe you shouldn't have been a pitcher. You should have been a hitter out there. You should have been a Shohei Otani. Done both of them, if that's the case. But, yeah, Trent, we could probably find a way to squeeze you in. Uh, maybe uh, make sure that there's some sort of handicap for the rest of us. But, yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. But we still got a lot more to talk about here on the Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds, folks. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. We'll get some more of your phone calls and also some more storylines going on in the world of sports next here on Out of Bounds. Stay with us. For interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Sports Center. Last night in the Summer League, Ricky Council IV had nine points and five rebounds in the 76ers' 111-103 loss to the Mavericks, while Anthony Black had eight points, seven rebounds, and three assists on three-for-12 shooting in the Magic's 108-85 loss to the Pacers. 
Tonight in the Summer League, there should be a few pro Razorbacks in action. Jalen Williams and the Thunder would take on the Rockets at 5.30 on NBA TV. Then Nick Smith Jr. and the Hornets will face the Trailblazers at 7.30 on NBA TV as well. In Major League Baseball, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. launched 25 home runs in the final round to beat Randy Rosarena to become the 2023 Home Run Derby champion. Vlad Sr. and Jr. are the first father-son duo to ever be home run champions. And tonight is the MLB All-Star Game. First pitch will be at 7. TV coverage will be on Fox. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just got to have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewskies Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn cube off! On 1037 The Buzz.
Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Folks, want to hear what's bothering you in the world of sports? Call or text in 501-661-1037. In fact, uh, we were talking about uh, the Home Run Derby and you know trying to recapture some of your youth where some people may think that they could still do something when they actually can't. But we had a text from the 501 saying, uh, I don't think that's accurate. When my arm wasn't trash, I could throw a baseball about 300 feet accurately, but only could throw a football about 40 yards, maybe 45 yards. So, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've never measured it, it a far how to do it. that far off, but yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be close. It's yeah. going to be a lot closer than you think. Yeah, because I don't think I could throw. Again, I haven't measured. But if you can throw a baseball 300 feet, that's essentially 100 yards, and the, that's not even close, throwing it only 40 yards. Yeah. I feel like you could at least make it, I would think, again, at least make it like 60. You know, if you can throw, it a, if you can throw a baseball 100 yards, you can throw a football 60, I would think. I don't know. That's something that we maybe we just got to have. A, what was it? Sports science they used to do on ESPN. You know, just do do something like that and uh, seeing how because that would be the fun thing to do when we were talking about with Buzz employees. Like have it to where uh, whether it's throwing a football and throwing a baseball, and then maybe take out like all right the means and the averages. Like you know how big of a gap was there in between uh, as far as who could throw a baseball further than what they could throw a football, and or was it pretty close? You know, maybe making a little bit of a public experiment about it. Something to that extent, but eh, that'll be pretty fun to uh, to get dive into. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll do that. Uh, Lee says on her Asher Record Life fan feedback says, "Poor kid, that ball was hit 115 miles uh, per hour off the bat too." Also, just affirm that Pete Alonzo is a jerk. Is the jerk everyone thinks he is? Uh, it says John, a good bet on uh, Saracen. I had was the total number of home runs hit, and it covered by like 20, I think. Also, the round matchups. ESPN throwing a gut punch showing that picture of Eros Arena and Garcia in their Cardinals uniforms. Yeah. Lee, you're, you just seem to be a very distraught Cardinals fan, man. I, you get, you, I understand the team's not as great as you'd like it to be this year, but, man, even getting the gut punch when you've seen all these Cardinals in, or the former Cardinals in those uniforms and everything, you're, you're downtrodden, man. You've got to find some positivity going on with your Cardinals. <laughs> Something like that. We've got to get you revved up. Still a long season to go. Long season to go. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a long season for the Cards altogether, though. He's accepting what their fate <laughs> is right now and not just letting it play out to thinking that they're going to have a chance because they're probably not. Oh, well, again, you could still be hopeful, still be hopeful in the future, and maybe it'll happen for you. Maybe maybe things will turn around because that's the thing in baseball. You know, it's one year you may be down and out and bad, but a couple moves here and there, a couple changes here and there, boom, you could be competitive the next year. Make it all work out. So sometimes it just takes got getting the right time and everything. Uh, but the All Star Game's tonight, correct? The actual yes. All Star Game. So uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see because I always find television ratings pretty fascinating. I mean, year over year or whatever. But I'll be curious to see if more people watch the Home Run Derby or if they care more about the All Star Game or if I, are they pretty comparable? Like, what do you enjoy more if you're watching? Because some people just don't watch either of them, and that's fine. But what's more enjoyable to people watching the home run derby or watching the actual all-star game itself? The all-star game is going to get more ratings generally. But, um, yeah, the home run derby, it it gets you ready for the all-star game. But the game itself is going to get more general ratings, at least at the beginning of it. Now, depending on the flow of the game and how it goes, you may have some people that turn away from it. Yeah. It'll be one of those things I watch in the background, too. And I'll have on one of my TVs in my living room, I'll probably be checking it out and seeing but i enjoy the home run derby just a little bit more because it's unique and it's different and i get it that it's you know people like watching an actual baseball game and that's fine but i like having the the competition in that regard seeing who's got the power seeing who's got the longevity and the and the fun that comes along with it and uh some of the storylines but that's just me i'm not everybody but that's just me uh, so some other headlines, too, or at least a big story going on in the world of sports. We were talking about the Northwestern thing yesterday with uh, Pat Fitzgerald and how it was not looking good for him. Well, it's definitely not looking good for him because it was officially announced that he has been fired. This happened last night uh, amid the allegations of widespread hazing within the football program. And University uh, President Michael Schill is his name, says the head coach is ultimately responsible for the culture of his team. The hazing we investigated was widespread and clearly not a secret within the program, providing Coach Fitzgerald with the opportunity to learn what was happening. Either way, the culture in Northwestern football, while incredible in some ways, was broken in others. Uh, It also, again, talks about how he was suspended without pay for two weeks. 
following the conclusion of the University Commission's investigation into the allegations, and that was initiated back in January. They even conducted it by an outside law firm and did not find sufficient evidence that coaching staff knew about the ongoing hazing. But then the school reversed course, and after a story from the Daily Northwestern came out, and even uh, Schill said that he may have erred on weighing the appropriate sanction too much on what the report concluded, didn't know it was didn't know and not enough what should have been known of what was going on within his program. So essentially what it comes down to is uh, they decided to move on from him, decided to fire him, and uh, you know just because of all the pressure and the allegations that continue to come up, but it certainly looks like uh, Pat Fitzgerald is also going to make sure that he has his lawyers involved and they can save his reputation and contract and legalities and all that stuff too as much as possible as yeah well. uh, not <laughs> not much about the reputation it's more about getting that paycheck he, he was only two years into a 10-year deal so he's trying to recoup uh, some of that money is it may not be all of it but it's going to be something yeah he even said in a statement to espn pat fitzgerald that is that he was surprised when i learned that the president of northwestern unilaterally revoked our agreement without any prior notification and subsequently terminated my employment. Uh, he said that he also has to be entrusted with his agent, Brian Harlan, and also veteran trial attorney Dan Webb, to, quote, take the necessary steps to protect my rights in accordance with the law. And according to a Northwestern team official, Fitzgerald briefly addressed the football team uh, this Monday night, so last night. His wife and three sons, including his oldest son, Jack, who's actually on the team, attended the meeting. Uh, A.D. Derek Gregg, who... For those of you who don't remember, he was the one that was reported to be Arkansas's athletic director before Hunter Yurchek got hired, so small world. But he, he had been overseas. He addressed the team via Zoom and the coordinators, spoke in person, and then describing the meeting as a very somber and very emotional time. So it's just a weird thing where you got the AD that's overseas. He's out of town. you got the president that's making these statements. The president also wasn't there. So they yeah. said the football team, they were really upset about the fact that they couldn't be there in person to even address him and deliver the news, you do that via video or phone call or whatever, and then he has to come stand in front of the team after that. Yeah, I, it doesn't seem like it was handled maybe as well as it possibly could have been with what was going on. But this goes back to the whole thing that, yes, there are allegations. Yes, they, there's still some things out there that could be true, could not be true, you know, whatever it is. But if the things that are true are actually happening then yeah there needs to be a change and you can't have that happening but at the same time it's it, it you're kind of in a messy situation here where it just makes you wonder if that if that report had been put out by the student in the newspaper it would have it, it, stuck with the original yeah penalty that was there yeah just a two-week suspension yeah but because of that getting written by a student and it gaining some pressure and gaining some momentum this is the end result. So that's, to me, what's one of the craziest things. Also, there were other players that spoke out after the penalty came mm-hmm. down. So they were listening to them, which you should have listened to them from the beginning. Why, why give the suspension and the penalty, and then you listen to more players after the fact? Yeah, it, it's like, I think even the zone even made a, a comparison to it. But I could talk about the Ray Rice thing when you know he got his punishment. It was two games, but then the video came out, and then you start seeing how serious it was, and then they added to it. I know it's completely different circumstances on what actually happened because you know that was video, and these are just allegations. So again, it, it's different. But as far as how the punishment was handled, and you know, kind of going back after the fact and talking to players after the punishment had already been handed down or hearing from them, it just seemed like things were completely out of order of how it should have been done and how it should have been handled. And now you're sitting here where. Uh, your coach is fired. Uh, the AD's overseas. The president is making statements and having to basically go back on his original punishment that was handed down. It, everybody just kind of seems to be pretty confused. And uh, the people that really are the ones that are hurt the most by it, I know that obviously the victims in this all- and these allegations of hazing, but also the f- football team. And they're sitting there like, what, 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 what we got going on here? Like it just everything was, you know, we f- felt like the two week suspension was the end of it, and now we just lost our coach. So there's probably a lot of confusion going on within the program in general too. And then in those situations, a lot of times they're going to go with an interim coach, somebody that's already on staff, somebody that the players are familiar with. That would make the most sense as opposed to bringing somebody in from the outside. But the interim coach that they did choose, and they haven't given him the interim title yet but the guy who's heading football operations for now he's somebody that's new to the staff and they said they felt like 
that was a step that they needed to take. Somebody that did come in from the outside and hasn't been there for so many years because who knows how deeply it is with them and how much knowledge they would have of this situation. Yeah, the defensive coordinator, David Braun, is the one that's uh, been named as acting head coach or acting coach, as they put it, uh, until they uh, get more things figured out. Because that was kind of my next question with Pat Fitzgerald getting fired is, you know, if people were knowing about it, then how did you not have more assistant coaches also have, like, be in trouble for this or have some issues? Because if the head coach should know about this, then the assistant coaches should absolutely, because they're the ones that have more contact with the players. Uh, they have more dealings with the players. You know, the strength and conditioning coaches, you know, they feel like how many times are they involved? So that makes me wonder if you're taking this step of firing Pat Fitzgerald, which may be the right move, how do you, with good faith, say, okay, but we're going to keep on for at least right now these assistant coaches who more than likely knew or may have known what was going on and they just get to stay on for at least another because year. Because they're trying to hold this deal together. They're, they're not trying to make it completely fall apart because if you just went in and let go of the entire staff at this time when you know that you, it's not likely that you're going to get somebody be able to come in and replace all those coaches, then you're going to have players leaving. So they want to be able to hold it together as much as they can and if they went in to do that the entire program would fall apart and they probably probably wouldn't be able to play any games this upcoming season no probably not i guess it's just the like on the surface of how it looks which again i totally agree with you like i totally agree that you can't do it that way because it would fall apart but it's just kind of strange to me it's like okay well even though this guy the head coach we're gonna fire him but you assistant coaches who probably knew uh, you get to stay on until we figure out what to do next. Just seems odd, but it makes sense of why they want to do it, which I actually forgot, too. <laughs> Kurt Anderson, the former offensive line coach of Arkansas that was under Brett Bielma, he's the offensive line coach up at Northwestern. So this is uh, something as far as the connection here to Arkansas. There's an impact for that. I don't know if he's involved or what his involvement is or is not, but uh, I completely forgot that he was the offensive line coach. So who knows what's going to come out from some of these assistant coaches and some of the current players and that's also another comfortable thing too you think about pat fitzgerald's son is on the team man like that just continues to add a whole wrinkle to this incredibly crazy story going along with it too but uh i was so surprised to see pat fitzgerald's only 48 years old he's been there since 2006 and he's as the head coach at least and he's only like that's pretty young i feel like for how long he's been there but he's a as you mentioned yesterday he's a he's an icon he's a legend there at northwestern and uh, now they're going to have to to move on and find somebody else because Fitzgerald spent 26 seasons with the program. 26. Five years time. as an assistant coach before taking over as the head coach. Mm. Yeah, it's so mean, quite a while. Changes everything. Cause how, like, how, but how as good of a job is Northwestern? Like, Is Northwestern going to be a job that a lot of people want? They want to, to, to apply for? They can get somebody of high quality in there? Or... Is it just one of those deals where they had a perfect fit with Pat Fitzgerald and they made that work and now they may struggle to find somebody of a high-quality candidate to step in and be the Northwestern coach? Pat Fitzgerald made Northwestern what it has been over the past few years and made them a competitive team. Now, they are in a good area as far as being right outside Chicago, so there's a lot of talent in the area, but it is a high academic standard school, so that is going to keep some some uh, of the athletes out that maybe they would be able to get there because of the area but they have to hold that high academic standard so that's something that they're always going to struggle with as far as getting some big time athletes in because they have to have academics also there's a uh, PA running back Joe Hyman mm-hmm. that plays for Northwestern oh how about that how about that yeah that's sure that that's something that he's having to you know, go through and, and figure out one of the many players there. So I'm sure that, you know, there's there's a struggle with that. Uh, but with Northwestern, I've seen names get thrown around. But who knows? Maybe they do something like, uh, you know, when Lovey Smith was at Illinois, you know, try to bring a Lovey Smith, at least an established coach, to kind of get things back on the right track. Because Northwestern went 1-11 last year. So it wasn't like, you know, they were coming off of a, an incredible year. They went 1-11. And I see uh, Lovey Smith being mentioned. Saw people saying Urban Meyer. <laughs> There's no way uh, Urban Meyer would take that. Job. No, no. Uh, so he, now he, if he did, dreaming. they have players showing up to oh, yeah. play for Urban Meyer, but there's no way. Oh, yeah. Like, Urban Meyer's not dumb when it comes to the job he takes. And if it was going to be back in college, it would not be that. So they, they may find some other Big Ten coach or an assistant coach somewhere and 
maybe they can recapture some of it too. But yeah, it just it, it's it's unfortunate for a program that is probably really difficult to win at. But Pat Fitzgerald found found a way to win pretty consistently there and have some really good success in 2020. They won the Big Ten West, like they won the division. So they're not far off from being a very highly competitive team in that conference. But it's just wild to think that it all came crumbling down just over the past few weeks, and now they got to move on. Uh, Atomic Hog says on our text line, says if Northwestern is looking for an interim coach, I think it's a proven fact that John L. Smith is a fantastic one-year patch. Well, there you go. Yeah, bring in John L. Smith. I wonder what he's doing these days. He probably could get him more than just that one win. True, true. Maybe two, three. They open up the season against Rutgers. So, woo, what a barn burner that one's going to be. Now, they did beat Nebraska at the beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. So, they got off their to one a win. start. Yeah, that was their one win, was beating Nebraska. How about that? Uh, also, uh, Roy T. says on our Asher Record, says the morning show in the zone also said the players put out a statement in favor of the coach to not get fired. Also saw where a probe into the baseball program revealed that the coach and staff uh, of their uh, staff of their abusive behavior. So, yeah, I, I've seen some players, not only players, but even former grad assistants that were on the team and even ones that are on the team, too, that are coming out in defense of Pat Fitzgerald and saying that either these things didn't happen that they saw or they're misconstrued or exaggerated, whatever it is. And that's what happens when these deals go down and off the field or off the court situations with coaches is there's going to be a lot of support on the other side, too, of players saying, hey, if they really love the coach, these things didn't happen, or at least uh, that's being uh, uh, exaggerated a little bit. But at the end of the day, they had to make a decision and they fired him. And I don't think that that's – you can't put the – you can't – what is it, the the old saying, you, you can't put something back in, uh, you know, a toothpaste back in the tube. Like, you can't do that right now. You just – it's done. you got to move on now. Pat Fitzgerald also is in the College Football Hall of Fame as a player for Northwestern. Mm. Well, uh, he's probably would have been – I wouldn't say he'd been in the Hall of Fame as a coach, but, again, he – you got to always put the things in perspective as where he was coaching and the job he did at a place like that is truly impressive. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, the falling out from all this. I don't know if he's going to get his money or if there's going to be more people coming out in defense of him and there's going to be some changes there. I don't really know. It's a very crazy thing, but it is, once again, as we've seen so many stories in sports, amazing the pressure that can be put on or the developments that can happen where you thought there was something going on, you thought you addressed it, you thought it was fixed, but because of more stuff coming out, it goes from you thought you fixed it to all right, we just got to we just got to cut this off and we got to we got to move forward. The punishment was not enough for the 2 weeks. They got to move on. So, man, between Northwestern football and West Virginia basketball, they got quite the conundrum when it comes to their coaches and trying to figure out what to do with them and how this ha- even happened how it got to this point. But, yeah, it'll be fun, though. It'll be fun to, to see. Uh, uh, hopefully that's, there's no more other uh, scandals like this and all that. But hazing is just, again, going back to that whole thing. I do not understand the, the reasons or the, the benefits of that extreme type of hazing, assuming those allegations are there. I do not understand it. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. Like, was it something to where the players make it up? Like who comes up with that stuff? <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, like who who's out who's out there? Like, hey, you remember how we made all the freshmen carry our equipment to the locker room? Well, how about this, guys? How about this? How about we all we all just get naked and then we start, you know, doing these things in a dark locker room? Like, I if somebody came out there, like, man, stay away from me. Like, I don't want I don't want to be around you if that's the ideas you're coming up with. So I don't know who came up with them, and I hope they're not true. But it's just weird. It's all weird. But we'll see. we got more to talk about, though, as we're up against it. We'll have what's trending in the world of sports, as well as more of your phone calls and text messages, all coming up next here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. 
If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real, so I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Hey, it's Roger Scott from my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton and their summer auto loan specials that's available for all five counties that Alcoa serves. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. Take the summer off and make no payments for 90 days. Or how about 84 months financing? Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models, or you can refinance your current auto loan. Go to alcoacommunityfcu.org and apply securely online today. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Have questions about retirement, investments, or your money? Call our financial hotline. Dial 501-381-5228 and leave a voicemail with your specific financial question and our experts will answer it on the Get Ready for the Future show Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Get your financial questions answered by the pros. 501-381-5228. Call now. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Genwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How's my protege? Jeremy. Yeah. He... J-Bone. J-Bone is, believe it or not, he's getting married. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser! Good, good. More for me and you. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call, 501 982 2102. Make a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates. Even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. Get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, 
in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's out of bounds here on a Trigger Tuesday. We'll have some things that are trending in the world of sports here in just a little bit because uh, we have some things developing, actually, as we speak. But uh, real quick, when we were talking about the Pat Fitzgerald situation, Atomic Hog also texted in. He says, all kidding aside, Northwestern may, be, uh, may reach out to Gary Barnett for interim coach until Pat Fitzgerald took over. Barnett was the only successful coach at Northwestern, taken to, I think, the 96 Rose Bowl with Darnell Autry and Pat Fitzgerald as players. Barnett has to got to be in his 70s, so I do not think he would uh, he would fit in the long term. So, I mean, maybe. I, I, I remember when Arkansas went through that with the Petrino saga. There was names besides John Elson. I think it was a Philip Fulmer, I remember, was kind of interested. And maybe he's talked to as far as he wanted a three-year deal, though. He didn't want to just do it for one season. I think that was a guy that was in the mix. So, there's probably coaches like that that are older and can come back and maybe try to fix the problem a little bit. But don't know if a guy in his 70s wants to, to take over that situation. And nah, he's do doing that. He's enjoying life. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, at least if I was in my 70s. I can tell you that for sure. But, hey, let's get into what's trending in the world of sports because there are a lot of things to get into. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? We know with Major League Baseball, draft continuing to go on as we speak. Arkansas had another player taken off the draft board. Cody Adcock was selected by the Reds in the 13th round. That just happened a few minutes ago. Something about the Reds liking those Razorback pitchers. Hunter Holland and now you got Cody Adcock being drafted there. So congratulations to them. But yesterday a few other players that were currently on the roster ended up getting drafted into the majors. And one of those, of course, actually, I should say three of those, the outfield got drafted. Uh, we were on air when Tavion Josenberger got drafted, as well as Jace Borfman, but then Jared Wagner got drafted in the ninth round uh, to the New York Yankees. So uh, congratulations to all of them. But there's some good news. We know some transfers that were interested in coming to Arkansas, and they get drafted, and people are wondering what they're going to do. Well, one of them is the Indiana transfer pitcher, Craig Yoho who is a right-handed guy, and he publicly committed to Dave Van Horn on June 28th and said he will sign professionally after being drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, so sorry, I meant to say that's a guy who get, ended up signing, not a guy that's coming in. So I uh, want to make that clear. But, yeah, he's uh, moving on, and we'll see what some of the other transfers will have to say about that as well. But in some national news, this actually just came from the NFL and came from Adam Schefter. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara has agreed to plead no contest to a misdemeanor charge, a breach of peace for his involvement in that 2022 fight in Las Vegas, according to court records. His Camara and three other men were initially facing misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to commit battery and a felony charge of battery with substantial bodily harm. Camara is no longer facing felony charges after accepting the plea deal. According to his attorney, Camara will do community service and pay the alleged victim in the fight $100,000 for his medical bills. Alvin is pleased that this matter is behind him and looks forward to a successful NFL season. That's according to his agent. That's the key to it. He just wanted to get through this and uh, and then concentrate on football. Yeah, so that's uh, long-term because of 2022. It's felt like it had been lasting an eternity before we got any closure on that, but there you go. There's your closure on it. Uh, also, in some other news, too, uh, Jalen Kitna. I-, I wanted to bring this up yesterday, but... Uh, he was the guy that was the Florida quarterback uh, who reached a plea deal after they saw five counts of felony child pornography charges reduced to two misdemeanor counts of disorderly conduct. I don't know how that happens, but it did. He'll serve a six-month probation for each count, though he will not have to register as a sex offender and was not issued a fine. So it's like, what? Like, how did all that go down in the way it did? How did I miss that? But... Uh, that's what ended up happening, and he was part of the Florida football team, but not anymore because he has a, is entered into the transfer portal. So, see if anybody picks him up. Uh, John Kitten, a son, by the way, for those of you uh, who re- recognize the name. I guess I completely glossed over, forgot the fact that 
Uh, I guess because it happened last week when he had the plea deal, so I guess I was on vacation. But I was just, how does that go from five counts of felony child pornography charges to two misdemeanor counts of disorderly conduct? That, to me, just blows my mind how that happened. So, anyway, he's going to be transferring in. I will be curious to see if anybody ends up taking him in after all that stuff that went down. Also in the NBA... Adam Silver says that there are no plans to let sovereign wealth funds control NBA teams in the foreseeable future. We know this has happened, of course, with Liv and and all all the fun stuff there. And also with uh, Qatar, apparently, having their wealth fund take a 5% stake in monumental sports and entertainment. So those things are starting to become a thing more so in professional sports. But Adam Silver says, hey, there's no plans on allowing that to happen and controlling the team anytime soon. So... All right. Yeah, but they're still going to take in some money. They, they're they not going to give them control of the team, but money is going to come in from – because they have plenty of money coming in from China right now. Oh, so yeah. he's just putting it out there that nobody is going to be able to take control of individual teams. It doesn't mean they're not going to accept any kind of money in, in any way. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, well, they're not going to let them control a team, but we're going to take the money. And, you know, it's just kind of the best of both worlds for them there too. But um, ESPN also is going to be airing a documentary – about Jim Valvano's favorite famous speech, don't give up, don't ever give up. We know that this happened uh, 30 years ago this year, which is amazing. It was 30 years ago. Uh, but they're going to air it uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock Central Time ahead of the ESPYs and everything. And I started looking at it, and of course I'll watch it because I think it's one of the great specials and great documentaries and everything. But I feel like ESPN's done like three of these on Jim Valvano and, and the speech and, and everything. I guess if you have more stuff because of the 30th year anniversary to, to update it on, that's great, too. It'll still be great, still be awesome, but for those of you who are going to be watching the ESPYs or be interested in the ESPYs, just know that they're going to have a documentary on Jim Valvano's speech, which is one of the most, still to this day, the iconic speech uh, that uh, was just still gut-wrenching. 30 years ago that happened. 30 years ago in 1993. So, but is that the most memorable moment of ESPYs for sure? No, absolutely. Has it to has be. to be. Has to be. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to watch it and get teared up all over again and, and, and talking about it. But there's been some other moments. I know Stuart Scott, when his speech at the ESPYs, was uh, also very inspiring, too. And uh, there's, been, there's been some other moments to go along with it, but uh, I'll probably watch it again. And you'll see it. Because if you watch ESPN, you're going to see it at some point in time. It's going to get replayed. It's going to happen. So you just have to deal with it. But we'll have some other more headlines to get into as the show goes on. But we're going to take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, we're going to have Chris Gordy. He's going to join us. We'll talk to him about the home run derby last night. We'll talk to him about this whole situation with Pat Fitzgerald. I'm sure we'll dive into some SEC football as well. We'll get into that and a lot more coming up next on a Trigger Tuesday, second hour. Coming at you, so stay with us. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. 